parenting. It's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three, and you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I am so glad you're here. In fact, I wanted to take a second and explicitly thank you for being a Raised Resilient listener. It means the world to me. And I also wanted to say, if you're loving this podcast, if you listen and you think, oh my goodness, this is so helpful, I really needed to hear that today, share this episode, share this podcast with another parent who could use this message, and leave a review because doing those two things is what gets this message to more parents. And I know it might sound kind of cheesy, but I really, really, truly believe this is how we change the world. This is how we break unhelpful generational cycles. We empower parents with the skills, the tools, the strategies they need to be able to show up differently and parent in a way that feels good. So if you are willing to share, if you're willing to leave a review, that would mean the absolute world to me. And again, just thank you for listening. I'm just so glad you're here. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about lying. We're going to talk about why kids lie, why it's actually not the really bad thing that we often think it is as parents. We're going to talk about what's really happening. I'm going to go through a list of reasons that kids lie and how we can respond in each of those situations. Now, I know for a lot of us, If we told lies when we were kids, we got punished. We got told we were bad, right? Or at least that was the message that was communicated. Lying is bad. You are bad if you lie. Why would you do that? What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you just tell me the truth, right? Now, in order to really effectively respond to our kids when it comes to lying, as with most things in parenting, it's going to require a perspective shift. If we look at lying as bad behavior, if we think that our kids are being bad when they lie, If we think that our kids are doing something wrong when they lie, we are going to have a really hard time showing up in a way that's helpful, right? We are going to think that this is a problem that needs to be fixed. We're going to go down the parenting rabbit hole. What does this mean? What's wrong with me that my kid's lying? What's wrong with my kid, right? I've got to make this stop. I need my kid to be a good, honest member of the society that we live in, right? I get it. I've been there, okay? Today's episode is going to challenge you to stretch beyond those narratives. You're going to have to start to see lying a little bit differently, and hopefully today's episode is going to help you do that. And toward that end, if you haven't yet, make sure to grab your free copy of Six Mindset Shifts to Ditch the Overwhelm and Parent in a Way that Feels Good. This guide is going to take you through the major mindset shifts that I had to make in order to get to a place where parenting truly feels good. I think that when we are so stuck in these unhelpful narratives from the way that we were raised and from the society around us that still in large part adopts these very behavioral, very rigid, very not attachment theory informed ways of parenting, 
And we have to be able to look beyond that. And these perspective shifts are where we start. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, make sure that you go to raiseresilient.com forward slash mindset and grab your copy today. I even included a printout. You can literally carry it with you, right? If you're in the middle of the store and your child is having a meltdown or you're just having a hard parenting moment and we all have them, right? We lose it with our kids. We do something that maybe we don't want to do. Maybe we punish our kids and then we're like, oh, I don't want to punish. And we need to get our heads back in the game. Go back to this printout. You can literally read it in a minute, and it's right there to remind you of these important mindset shifts. I created this guide to be the resource I wish I had as a first-time mom. So, raiseresilient.com forward slash mindset. Grab your copy today. It's totally free. Okay, so now let's jump in to lying. So why in the world do kids lie? We're going to break that down, and I'm going to give you several different reasons why kids tell lies, and how we should respond in each of these different cases. But first, I just want to say lying is developmentally healthy and normal. It is not bad behavior. You know, I don't even believe in bad behavior, but lying is not something to be feared. It is not a problem to be fixed. And actually, when your child has the ability to lie, that's actually a really wonderful thing. Okay, because lying actually requires kids to have achieved a certain level of cognitive development. Before they've gotten to this point, they cannot cognitively tell a lie. They are not capable. So usually this happens between about age two and age four. And there are two components required for kids to be able to tell a lie. So the first one is that your child has to have what we call a theory of mind. And what that means is simply that your child is able to understand that what is in their mind, the thoughts that they are thinking, are not necessarily the same as what is in your mind and the thoughts that you are thinking. So essentially, your child has to be able to separate the two of you as unique people with your own thoughts and your own mind. That's the first part. The second thing that your child has to be able to do is inhibit the impulse to tell the truth. So their executive functioning skills have to be evolved enough for them to be able to stop themselves from telling the truth and consciously choose to say something different. So when your child is able to do that, that is a milestone and that should be celebrated. Truly. It's actually a really amazing thing that you're seeing happen in front of you. Now, there's actually some data that says that kids who lie earlier actually are going to be more successful academically and in their careers because these cognitive abilities are developing even earlier. So if your child is lying on the earlier side, that's amazing actually. And if your child is not, that doesn't mean that your child isn't going to be amazing. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that if you are seeing these lies, especially on the earlier side of this age range, That's a really wonderful thing in terms of their cognitive development. So lies are not actually something to be feared. They're something we should get excited about. Now I'm going to talk about why our kids lie. And there are several different reasons and different situations that can prompt kids to lie. But before I jump into the different situations that might prompt a child to lie, I just want to say this. Remember that lying is never personal. It's not bad behavior, and it's not a problem to be fixed. When your child lies, 
get curious. Think about what might be going on for your child that has prompted them to tell a lie. Think about the situations that I'm about to describe for you and think about which one might fit your child in this moment. So the first thing, get curious. The second thing, trust the process. Trust that if you do get curious and you respond with love and openness and acceptance, when your child does tell a lie, you will see their lies decrease over time. That is just normal and healthy development. When we don't see lies decrease over time, it is usually because we are responding to behaviors in a negative and punitive way. That doesn't mean that if your child is lying, it's because you have responded to behaviors in a negative and punitive way. And again, I'm about to jump into the different reasons kids lie. Remember that all kids lie. It is a normal and healthy part of development. But if your child's lies increase over time as they get older, as they move into their preteens and their teenage years, the, the chances are good that they are lying because they're afraid to tell you the truth. So I'm going to get into that after I give you an overview of the different reasons kids lie. That'll be the last reason that I get to. So let's jump in. The first reason that kids might lie is because the line between fantasy and reality is still a little blurry in childhood, right? Their ability to differentiate between what is real and what is fantasy is a lot less clear than ours as adults. Kids' imaginations are vivid and wild, and that's actually a really wonderful and good thing. So sometimes kids lie because they are playing with that line between fantasy and reality. And this is normal and healthy, totally an appropriate thing for kids to do. Now, if your child is constantly living in a fantasy world, get curious about why that might be. And if your child seems to never be in touch with reality, that might be a time just to to get an evaluation and make sure everything is okay. But I am telling you the vast, vast, vast majority of the time when kids are lying in this playing with fantasy sort of way, even if it's happening multiple times a day, it is a normal, healthy part of development and not something you should be worried about. So this sort of a lie might sound like there's a dinosaur in my room or When I was playing on the playground at school today, I saw a huge pink elephant. So these are things that we know are not true, but our kids are saying them. How in the world do we respond? Well, here's how I respond to those situations. Let's say my child says, there's a dinosaur in my room. I might say, oh yeah, what color is it? What's it doing? Oh gosh, I hope it doesn't eat all your toys, right? I'm going to sort of enter my child's fantasy world. This is a form of playing with your child and it is such a wonderful thing to do. So enjoy that. Don't worry about it and don't feel the need to correct your child by saying, no, there's not. There's not a dinosaur in your room. Pink elephants don't exist, right? Play along with your child and enter their fantasy world with them. This is a form of play. It's a form of connection. So that's the first situation where kids might lie. The second situation where a child might tell a lie is that they're expressing a wish. So this might sound like, I drew this picture all by myself when you know that their older sibling drew half of it, right? Or 
look at this card. I wrote all the words, even though you know your partner was the one to write all the words because your child can't write yet. This is a developmentally appropriate and healthy push to try on a different ability, different persona, different fantasy. So it's similar to the last situation, except it's a little bit different in the sense that it's sort of trying on this ability that they will eventually have, right? And so what you can say in this situation is, oh, you're learning to draw and working so hard. Tell me more about your picture, right? Again, there is no need to say, no, you didn't. I saw your sister draw that, right? You don't need to do that. Just enter their fantasy world with them and get curious, right? What's your favorite part of the picture? Which part was the hardest to draw? Which part was the most fun to draw, right? And really just be there with them. There's really nothing else you need to do. I actually heard a story recently about a child who lied about a medical condition to um, make a friend feel better, right? That this child lied about having the same medical condition as their friend. And really what it was about was this child being curious about what it was like to have that medical condition and also expressing empathy for the friend. So this was something that initially for the parents was a little shocking and concerning, but actually when you really look at what was happening, this was just a very normal curiosity and actually a form of empathy from this child. So again, there is no need to come down on your child, to correct your child in the situation. If your child were to make up something like, oh, I wear glasses too, just like their friend, you can get curious with them and go, I noticed that you were saying that you wear glasses like Stephanie. I wonder what that's like for you. I wonder what it would be like if you wore glasses. I wonder what you think it's like for Stephanie to have glasses, right? And get curious. Try to figure out, is your child wanting that? Speaking of glasses, that's something I remember wanting as a second grader. My three best friends had glasses and I would sit like two feet from the TV, just trying to make it so that I needed glasses too, right? So silly looking back. But at the time I really wanted glasses because that's what my friends had. And so if my parents had been curious with me. I don't know if I told lies about it, right? But lying about that sort of thing would be another way of playing with that and trying on this persona. I mean, I don't know if I told lies about it, but again, I sat two feet from the TV trying to mess up my vision. So (laughs) this is just such a normal part of childhood. Get curious with your child, figure out what it means for them and go from there instead of focusing on the lie. Another reason that kids might lie is another form of expressing a wish, but in this case, it's to erase a mistake. So a few years back for Halloween, my then five-year-old came to me and said, hey, mommy, our Halloween decorations are not scary enough. To which I said, seriously, (laughs) because you're five. Let's be honest. I thought I had many years before I needed to spookify our decorations, but apparently I did not. And so we went to Michael's and we got this, I don't know, it was like a ceramic skeleton head. It was really cool, actually. I I thought it was really cool. And it was something that I sat in our entryway. Well, my kids loved it and they would take it down and play with it. And so you can see where this is going. Inevitably, one day it broke and I came downstairs and it was on the floor in pieces And I said, oh my goodness, what happened to the skeleton? And my kids looked at each other and my five-year-old said, 
I don't know. I mean, the wind just blew through the door and knocked it down. Now, I knew that they had broken it, but their wish in that moment was to erase that mistake. Their wish was that the wind had broken it. Their wish was that the wind had blown in and broken it so that they could let go of that mistake. So again, this is a developmentally appropriate and healthy experimentation around dealing with feelings of guilt and shame. And so I don't know exactly what I said in that situation, but it was something along the lines of, huh, I wonder if you wish that the wind blew in and broke the skeleton because you feel bad about dropping it. I really get that, right? And so I let them know that, you know what, even if you did break the skeleton, it's okay. And you could even say that. You could even say, you know what, even if it wasn't the wind, even if you somehow accidentally dropped it and broke it, that would be okay too. It's okay to make mistakes, right? So again, your focus here is not on catching your child in the lie. And I would caution you against getting really angry at the behavior. If your child is lying to erase a mistake, the message we need to give is that it's okay to make mistakes and we can work together to come up with a solution to fix whatever problem came from the mistake, right? You don't want to increase your child's feelings of guilt and shame by putting shame on them. Well, if only you hadn't been playing with it, then it wouldn't have broken. And listen, I have been guilty of saying those things and I probably will say them again. This is not about perfect parenting, but if I did say something like that, then I would want to go to them and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying that you should have been more careful. I'm sorry for coming down so harshly on you because you know what? We all make mistakes and we can work together to solve the problem. And that includes talking with your child about what could go differently next time, right? So we're not talking about just glossing over the mistake, but we have to create a culture of it's okay to make mistakes. Otherwise our kids are never going to feel safe coming to us when they've had a mistake, when they've made a choice that maybe they regret. We want to create a culture now that will carry our kids through their teenage years and young adulthood when kids are notorious for making mistakes, right? Because they're trying new things, but their brains aren't fully developed. We want them to have that foundation of coming to us and trusting us and trusting that our reaction is going to be loving and accepting and not punitive. So similarly, Another situation, another example where a child might lie might be that your child is trying to show you the child that they think you want them to be. So this might be where your child, again, makes some sort of mistake, maybe something that's not in their control, right? So like a potty training accident, or your child is trying to get out of pull-ups, but still wetting the bed at night. And they might come to you and say, my pull-up was dry last night and you know that it wasn't, right? This is another situation where your child is expressing a wish to somehow be different. But in this case, it's not something they have control over, right? So what we have to communicate there is, you know what? I know that you would love to wake up dry. Let's talk about how we can make that happen. But you know what? For some kids, 
it just takes a while and it's not your fault and you're not doing anything wrong. And it's totally okay for your body to do it whenever your body is ready, right? So that's just one example. I know there are other situations like this where kids feel some sort of shame around something that they can't control, right? Maybe it's something related to an athletic event, right? I scored three goals at soccer practice today. And again, this is your child wishing that they could do this and they're not maybe there yet. So this is more in line with trying on a different persona, but either way, your child is expressing something that they wish would have happened and hasn't yet. And so we just want to give them lots and lots of acceptance and a safe space to talk about those feelings instead of focusing on the lie. Your child might come to you and say, I didn't eat any cookies, even though you see cookie crumbs everywhere, right? In that situation, your child didn't have the impulse control to not eat the cookies. And so in that situation, you can say something like, you know what? Even if you did eat the cookie, I would really understand because it might be too hard to stop your body from grabbing the cookies. They're so tempting and they were right there. And I really get that. Let's work together to make sure that we're coming up with ways to eat what's on the menu. And if you want cookies, let's talk about a way to get them, right? So you are not focused on the lie, but instead you're focused on, you know what? I would understand if, right? And focusing on the actual thing that happened as opposed to, why are you telling me you didn't eat the cookie? I mean, I see the crumbs. They're all over your face, right? That's not helpful. Instead, focus on, you know, I would totally understand if you didn't have the impulse control to stop yourself. I really get that. I know that's true for me sometimes too, right? And last but not least, and we've already touched on this, but children lie sometimes because they're hoping to avoid our negative reaction. So if your child says, I didn't hit my brother when you saw it happen. I want you to get really honest with yourself and think to yourself, have I punished or yelled or reacted angrily or maybe even subtly communicated disappointment around behaviors like this in the past, right? Because if we have, then there's a really good chance that as our kids develop the capacity to lie, they're going to learn that lying is a way to avoid our negative reaction. Your child wants to please you. I know sometimes that might feel hard to believe, even when your child seems to be outwardly defiant and stay tuned because next week I'm going to dive into why I don't like that word and why kids are never being defiant. But even if that's what it feels like, your child wants to please you. And so If your child thinks that they are going to get a negative response from you, they're not going to tell you the truth. And again, we want to cultivate a culture where it's okay to make mistakes, where we engage in healthy repair, right? We want to cultivate a culture where we can share anything and be loved and accepted and delighted in, even when the thing we're sharing is a mistake or a poor choice, right? We've got to work from the get-go to develop that foundation with our kids. And here's the thing. If you haven't been developing that foundation, if maybe you have been reacting harshly when your child makes a mistake, it's okay. You can 
always shift how you're doing things. It is never, ever, ever, ever too late to change how you're parenting. It is never too late. So if you have been reacting harshly, if you've been using punishments, this is a great time to pull back and think about what is my long game here? I want my child to come to me when they've got something that they need to share. I want my child to feel free to tell me when they've made a mistake so that we can work together to come up with a solution. I want my child to know that it's okay to fail and try again. If we haven't been developing that culture, we can explicitly address it with our child. We can say, you know what? I know that when you've hit your brother in the past, I might've yelled or gotten angry or told you that you had to go to timeout. Well, you know that we're doing things differently now, right? But I just wanted to let you know that I really get it. If you feel like you can't tell me when you hit your brother, I hope that you'll start to tell me those things. And I am going to do my very best to respond with love when you tell me that. So maybe I can work on that and you can work on telling me the truth. What do you think? Right? So you can address that with your child. In the moment, what you might do. So let's say your child says, I didn't hit my brother, but you saw it happen. You can walk to your child and say, you know what? You're not in trouble. I'm not mad. I saw you hit your brother. And next time I'm going to get here faster so I can help you with your mad feelings. So in that situation, you are de-shaming all of this. And that is the theme here with lying. We've got to de-shame mistakes. We've got to de-shame these things that our kids might think, like with the pull-up, right? That they may think that we want them to be a certain way or that they may feel shame around not being a certain way. We've got to de-shame these situations and make it okay for our kids to be exactly as they are. You can help your child make a different choice next time, but you are not going to be able to do that very effectively if you are reacting negatively to their behavior or reacting negatively to the lie, right? If you respond with something like, I know you hit him, I watched it happen. And then we punish them for lying, right? We're just going to get into a downward spiral and we're going to move further and further away from our child in that situation. When really what we need is to be closer, to be more connected so that we can navigate through these very normal behaviors together. So get curious respond with curiosity and love and acceptance. Focus on the thing that your child is talking about as opposed to the lie and trust the process. Trust that if you respond with love and acceptance and curiosity, your child's lies will decrease over time and hang in there because I know lying is a tough one, especially if you were punished for lying when you were a child. So I hope this was helpful. I am so grateful that you're here and I will catch you next week where we're going to dive into why I don't like labels and particularly labels like defiant and manipulative when it comes to talking about our kids. I so appreciate you listening and being here. It really means the world to me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review and share with someone who could use this message. I really and truly believe that this is how we change the world. We spread the word about raising resilient kids, about being cycle breakers. So share this podcast, leave a review, and let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Until next time, we've got this.